What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Roll Blob Podcast, presented by the Broken Anchor, with Andy and Cap. You know me, I'm Cap. You know him, he's Andy. Andy, what up? We had ourselves a weekend. We got to see Xavier basketball in full uniform, walking boot and all, inside the Centos Center. Absolutely cloud nine right now. Nothing beats Xavier basketball in Centos with Xavier jerseys, Xavier players. Yeah, that made excitement go through the roof, man. Like, basketball is actually happening. I see it. It's not going to be the last one in 2020. That's not going to be the last game. I seen it. Shouts to Lester. Bro, and there was a big college football game or so, I've heard. Who played? Coastal? Oh, Coastal, yes. Coastal Carolina played against um, South Alabama. So, the ranked shots rolled again. We might have to start talking about some playoff shots here pretty soon. Put it on the agenda board. Speaking With of another agenda. Yeah, exactly. We, we have another one right now. We need to get our guest today, Rick Browning, verified. It's time. It's been time. He's way past due. He's way he's up in the elite of the elite. He needs that blue check mark. Or if you have dark mode, white check mark. Good call. Thank you for that designation. Yeah, he's the man. We had a fun interview. He's just literally perfect for us because he doesn't give a shit and we don't we give less shits than that. And, uh, yeah, he, I think he had fun. I know I had fun. You get to see his fun. true personality on this podcast, and I could not have had more fun. Yeah, I really doubt that he's, like, on his P's and Q's around, like, skinny and snow. But you don't have to give a shit about anything you say on here. Right. I mean, there are no repercussions, and that's one thing that made it the most, interview, the most fun interview that I've ever been a part of outside of, you know, when he interviewed <laughs> moi. And that didn't be the most sobering moment, like, having to talk to you again. <laughs> I thought I was done with this idiot. God damn. I bet, like, you were just shaking his head the whole damn time, like, this fucking guy. I thought I left him in fucking nunland back with those 30 <laughs> other people that went to that high school. Yeah, that's, that's wild times. But, yeah, great times, man. And, obviously, we'll get into the mailbag through midweek blues. Andy, you ready to pop it off? Let's get this blob rolling, baby. Andy, basketball, talk to me. Basketball is back. We, we are back in the Cintas. There was, a, there was a live Xavier basketball game on Saturday, and we got to watch it thanks to the GOAT, Xavier Lester. Thank you for live streaming that. I needed it. <laughs> yes. Shouts to Lester. The group chat was low-key lit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we got to watch real live action, Xavier on Xavier action, bro. It was just really fun to watch basketball again, bro. And I feel like we really Obviously. needed it because, I mean, until we saw it, I, I know there was probably know. some skepticism of whether or not we were going to get a season. Yeah. Um, I know we talk about this a lot. And it's just this is just another solidifier, like, how we are going to get Xavier and Big East basketball this year. Dude, it was literally like a game day environment, bro. Like, I had, like, X going to give it to you, like, on the loudspeaker. I had my Fremantle jersey on, bro. Like, 
it was game day environment, man. Like we, it, I treated it like game day. And then it dude, it was just like that handy steal. And he's in the open court, fast break, like between the legs drop off to a Deontay miles, nasty dunk. Like the feeling was back, bro. And I it lost no, so not fun. November at that moment. <laughs> I know. I really had to strongly consider staying abs- abstinent. Like dude, so much fun. Like basketball is the best. Uh, yeah, it was just awesome, bro. Like, just fun to have it back. Like, I don't really we'll, – we'll comment on the, the actual scrimmage itself later, but just having basketball back, man. And I, we, saw, we saw a lot of bright spots, but like I said, we'll, we'll get into that later. It was a great way to start a great weekend. Really was, man. And then you made it an even better weekend with your Irish. The Irish are officially the number one team in the country. I don't care what the numbers are. They are the best team to walk this earth in 2020. No one Notre Dame back. Notre Dame didn't leave. Notre Dame, elite <laughs> yeah, Notre Dame right. is back. Elite Notre Dame is back. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Hey, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I mean, the offense was, the offense was moving the ball so well the entire game. It just gave me so, I was, I was so nervous about, I know Clemson was missing a, a couple of defensive starters. I get that. But Notre Dame is one of the best offensive lines in football. Their their play calling was top notch. Like they they were pulling some tricks out of this league that we haven't seen. We haven't shown anybody those plays yet. We were a, more of a pass first offense on Saturday, which typically that's not our game. And Ian Book just showed that he has the ball sack to get us to the championship. He can get it done. I have been a big Ian Book guy. He's your Heisman front runner right now. I I'm just so hyped. Yeah, I can't imagine what that must have been like for you guys. And, yeah, I remember watching a little bit of Clemson last week and against a shitty team, and I was like, oh, Notre Dame's got a chance. Like, I'm surprised how much they regressed. I knew Trevor Lawrence is awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. But it just seems like Clemson and Alabama have dudes, like, everywhere, you know, to the point that they're, they could be second string, and I still feel like very few could compete with them. Um, well, that, that's the thing is DJ Ugalele, or however the fuck you say his name. love that name. <laughs> I can't believe it's a real name. He is like he's he's the number one recruit quarterback recruit in the country. Like the yeah. dude's legit, and he played extremely well. He threw for over four hundred yards, something that Trevor Lawrence has only done once. I know. And here's like here's here's my take about. Like, I hope he becomes like an MVP in the NFL. By the way, I, I'm I'm all for it. Like he is he was <laughs> actually really fun to watch. We're in a golden uh-huh. era for names, by the way, just in general in sports. So many I'm, good I, names. I will in forever call him U- U- Ukulele. Ukes, yeah, he, dude, he's the best. <laughs> Go off, King. Uh, but like people, people have been coming at me all fucking weekend about uh, Lawrence was out. Like, if you guys would have lost by sixty if if Trevor Lawrence was playing. Actually, no. That's here's where you're wrong. So DJ Ukulele played incredible through forever four hundred yards. He was extending plays. He had great pocket presence. We really didn't get many sacks until the final drive in overtime. So. And I mean, our our defensive line played really well. We were stopping the run. We made we made him get uncomfortable, but he was extending plays that Lawrence probably doesn't extend. Like he's he's more mobile yeah. than Lawrence is. Although Lawrence probably does make a couple of throws that he missed. There are some probably plays him. where Lawrence yeah. probably takes some takes a stack where ukulele gained 15 yards. So you really cannot validate that Trevor Lawrence would have made that much of a difference just because DJ played that well. He played like he's been there before. He showed that why he was a five-star number one quarterback recruit. 
Yeah, maybe. But I mean, regardless, you beat the number one team in the country. Yeah. So like, like you beat who was in front of you, you know, right. it's like Xavier all those years in the NCAA tournament, people would say, you know, well, you guys had to play Lehigh. Okay. Well, Lehigh beat Duke, you know, right. You- we beat who's in front of us. I mean, you beat the team was in front of you, man. Like that was a huge, huge win. And here is now we are in a position where, and as a Notre Dame fan, I hear it all. You guys need to join a conference. You guys don't have to risk it all in a conference championship game. Blah blah blah. I have a tiny wiener. Unnecessary. Like <laughs> it, that's that's the most annoying argument on the fucking planet. And I'm about to. I'm, I'm getting a little angry right now thinking about it. But um. So no, here's, here's the exact situation that you're in. Yet sometimes teams have to risk it all in a conference championship game, but also sometimes teams benefit off playing in a conference championship game where Notre Dame typically does not. Here's the situation. Yeah, if Notre Dame wins out, they have to risk it in a, losing in a conference championship. But Clemson gets to benefit off of playing in a conference championship game. So they get the opportunity to save their season where typically Notre Dame would not, if they were independent, they'd be out right now. And that's what Notre Dame has to deal with every single year, every single year. If we get one loss, we're done. We have to go 12 and 0. Now Clemson gets to save their season because they lost to us because they get this conference championship. So I do not want to hear how Notre Dame has it easy being independent because it's not fucking true. And if you think that you're a fucking moron, Okay. All right. There's my rant. Rant over. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Andy <laughs> cool off here for a second. Uh, I think my favorite part was just the uh, the discourse going on about uh, <laughs> the, the Irish spreading COVID. I mean, we are clearly not against um, spreading viruses. You're not scared of the virus. I, can, I guess no, I can respect no. that. I mean, I mean, we we knew that it was after election day, so the virus is over. God, I know. Wild times. <laughs> yeah, that was just a wild time of all times to do it. <laughs> like, and so Notre Dame actually is. Um, uh, they are doing what I think should be done. They are going to test every single student. It is mandatory if you don't. Uh, uh, if you don't, I think you have to participate. If you if you don't get tested, they're just going to assume you. If you don't have a documented test, they're going to assume you are positive and you're not allowed in class. So, um, and yeah. you have to quarantine. So you might as well just get it done. That was wild, dude. Like, in a normal time, like, I wouldn't give a shit. Like, obviously, like, go storm the field. Like, you'd be the number one team in the country. And I don't like this shit about, like, oh, you're Notre Dame. Like, you shouldn't. Right. Oh, That's another one that annoys me. You'd be the number one team in the country. Like, like no one's too good to celebrate. No one is too Even big if I'm to celebrate. Alabama. If I'm Alabama and I beat Clemson, I'm going to be fucking hyped. Right. You know what I mean? You have like, every right to be hyped. I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, being excited for a big win. If you, if you beat, the, like, the top – if you beat Georgia, like, I don't know. That's a big win. You know what I mean? Like, right. if, I, if I beat fucking Temple, I'm like, oh, we won. You know, let's have fun. I don't yeah, know. I'm excited about every win. And, like, yeah. and if – I, I think if you want to be if you want to be respected as an elite program, you don't storm the court when you're number four in the. If you don't storm the field if you're number four in the country. We beat the number one team in the country. We just solidified like we put ourselves in a major advantage to make the playoff. Now we're in a position where if we lose the ACC championship, we still have a chance to make the fucking playoff. So yeah, we have every reason to be excited, and we finally got a big win. That's been the biggest monkey on our shoulders. Is that's uh, their biggest criticism. You guys can't win the big game. You guys can't beat tough opponents. You guys always lose to top five opponents. Well, now that's not the case. So you only beat the number one team with their backup quarterback. Bug off, God. 
That's such Number a stupid argument. Stop getting mad at people for being happy. Yeah, just because you're a bitter old person and don't and you're just angry with your own life does not mean other people can't be happy. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, Larry. Number one in the country, number two in their own conference. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, never lost conference games. It's like 1884. Good times. All right, let's start. Let's stop talking about things that are going to make me angry. <laughs> yeah, you you went off, King. But that was all fun. I think I'm good on sports stuff. I say we transition into a little interview, Andy. And let, let the real major jackassery begin because Rick Browning brought it, brought it. Yeah, he did. Andy, we got to put the show notes when this interview was because I hope, you know, not everyone had to listen to that rant. You, you got mad. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no one cares about what I have to say. They, they're here for Rick. Yeah, who's not? I'm here for Rick. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I'm recording this. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm still here. I, I would have checked out hours ago. Yeah, but just fun stuff. We'll probably just get right to it. Well, probably my favorite we've done so far. So, I mean, Musketeer Report, you got yourself a good one. Xavier fans, here's Rick Browning. Okay, listeners, we have a treat slash the worst thing of all time for you. We've got the man, the myth, the legend, Rick Browning. What is up, my man? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Doing real good. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you uh, playing down a level for us. Rick, I would say you're pretty much big time, like especially for us. <laughs> you've, got, uh, <laughs> you've got a demented view then, a bad well, perspective low, of the world. Low standards have been uh, a theme for me for a long time, bro. Um, we were thinking, Andy and I were having this discussion, how far are you from being verified? <laughs> you got to be close. No, <laughs> I don't. The door. I don't even think it's close. Although that would be wild, wouldn't it? If one day a blue check mark just showed up, I was part of the blue check mark brigade. We are literally going to blast it right after this podcast. Uh, give Browning the check. <laughs> we're, we're gonna get, that's our new agenda. How does? I mean, you've got to be like an actual celebrity for that, right? Now, isn't it more? Or no, it's like you can Dude. just request it, right? It isn't. Yeah, I mean, we're, gonna, we're gonna at verified. Rick, you have like five k. I see dudes with like two k that have the that the check. Yeah, but see, that's the issue now. If people with 2K have it, do you really want it anymore? It's like, eh. I think it's still an exclusive enough club. And you know as well as I do. When you see the check, you know, your eyebrows go up a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know that there should be a check mark next to anything that I'm putting out on Twitter. <laughs> I feel like that might mislead people. That is fair. That is fair. Uh, okay, moving on here. <laughs> so, Rick, this is a safe space. This is kind of one of those, like, when you're petting a dog and you say, like, you're a good boy. It's kind of like everyone asks, how's the good boy, but not how's the good boy doing? I said that completely wrong, and I just butchered it. Who cares? That's our brand. Nailed it. But it's like, who's a good boy, not how's the good boy doing? That's what we're going to do with you, Rick. Like, get on the, the therapy couch for us, and what's your mental state here three weeks into college basketball starting and, uh, you know, all, everything going on in the world? How are we doing? I'm good. I, like, I've told Skinny this a few times on our podcast. I feel bad about the fact that I, I think I'm really good at, like, quarantining and being <laughs> – like a hermit yeah i mean once sports came back it was kind of great that like there's nowhere right. to really go and you're not supposed to go out on weekends and stuff it's like oh eight hours of football on saturday or well more like 12 hours of football on saturday followed by eight hours of football on sunday okay like, i mean I'll, I'll live you know i mean it's not, it's not the worst thing the in the world i hate to say it too like you have the same take as me i fucking love it like you're no you have no obligations all we have to do is like watch sports i mean i was getting fucking unemployment for the longest like I hate to say it, like, I didn't feel good about it, but it was awesome. 
I woke up <laughs> every day, played a bunch of video games, <laughs> then once sports came back, I was I was living during the NBA playoffs. Like I was living the life. Andy, can I ask you what is the design on the wallpaper behind you? Is that a dump truck? <laughs> God damn it! What, 1992? <laughs> yeah, this is the this is the wallpaper I had since I was three. Um, it has um, construction workers, and they are bears. Let's fucking go. That is elite. Do you fornicate in that room? <laughs> I like to think um, that he does. If I was not so abstinent forcefully, uh, oh, I God. would. Thank God he brought that up. <laughs> Wait, was that not like is that not a thing people know about? I thought you guys did video, right? We do, we do. Uh, okay. I usually record in, in my office, but my office is now being taken over, so I my, I had to move my office into my room. That's my that's my bad then. Cut that part that's, out. Andy, can we can we confirm? Have you ever had sex in that room? Um so just yes or no? Yes. Fuck yes, dude. <laughs> I can't lie, bro. That's fucking legendary. Mom, don't listen to this. Have you beeped during sex? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're beefed or beeped. Like beef, like when you're backing that thing up. Either, honestly. Yeah, either, either, or. Or have you been beefed at? (laughs) No, um, most of the time it's very silent. Not much emotion or uh, noise coming from me. (laughs) Do they glow in the dark? Okay, That'd be elite. This. I need to get that Andy, going. Andy, fuck this. You're up. We gotta fucking stop. We'll go all night. <laughs> all right. So, sorry, Rick. He needs like 15 seconds to gather himself when he thinks that, that was on. That one was on me. Honestly, we got off the rails there because of you. Me. You really can't set him up like that. I'm I'll sorry. take that one. <laughs> that is really our brand, though. Like we are. We we have to always set time for tangents and just going completely into left field. Andy, we don't have a brand. I'm sorry. <laughs> Other than having 69 weekly listeners, we have no brand. I disagree. I disagree with that. I'd say you have maybe one of the strongest brands online right now. Verify <laughs> Cat. Oh. Now, I, I, I can't lie to you. One of the biggest comments I've ever received was when Rick realized that I say W. Like, having that as a brand, <laughs> I was like, we're doing something right. W, abstinence, burners, Cap Industries <laughs> Andy, right there in Andy. a nutshell. <laughs> Love to see it. And the funniest thing is Andy just takes whatever I say and just fucking runs with it. It's the fucking best. Yeah, you need a good height, man. Ultimate that, height. That is literally man. my entire role in my life. It's just oh, a I fucking height, love man. it. Big Pantelis uh, fucking vibes. Honestly, I... Andy, ask your damn question, please. The love of God. (laughs) All right. So, (laughs) there's actually been a huge um, debate going on. It's been... It's going on about 24 hours now. Um... (laughs) Of whether fans should be allowed to say we when referring to their team. What's your take on that? Looking forward to this. Yeah, I think I think you can. I don't have an issue with that at all. Suck it, Larry. Deal with it. We just got haters everywhere, man. Like, let people well, live their lives. Yeah, oh. that's what I would say. Like, the most annoying – I would say it's way more annoying to be the guy that, that goes, oh, really? Are you on the team? Do you have <laughs> jersey? you play. Yeah, than it is Thank to be you. the guy who says we. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I'm actually impressed by that take. I thought Rick was going to be anti-we. No, I'm totally okay with the person who says, I don't want to say we. Like, I don't like it, so I'm not going to say it. Like, that's fine. But if you're the douchebag who, like, points it out when other people say it, you're way worse than the people who say it. And intellectuals entered the scene, Andy. I, I am I, I'm just, like, starstruck at that. Uh, it's okay, just not a big deal. That is just who so, cares? It's the stupidest thing, thing to get mad about. 
Yeah, yeah. It's fucking also, dumb. Like, it makes fun. sense. Like, that's the whole point of cheering for a team is like to be <laughs> part of like that community to say like, yeah, these are my guys. This is us. I've watched like 500 Xavier games in a row. Like, sorry, I'm gonna say we once in a while. It's gonna well, slip especially, out. especially for people who like go to school there too. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's I mean, like, fair. I feel like that's kind of the whole deal. I don't know. I don't. I don't care either way. But it's like it's wild to get mad about it. That, that is that is the that is the move right there. Okay, Rick. Speaking of we teams. I've been wondering this about you. What are your, like, rank your most invested teams? Like, these are the teams I care about the most. These Maybe one through three. These are the teams that would make me throw something at the TV. Do you have any teams like that? Yeah, I would say NKU basketball would be number one. Okay, upset. Bengals football would be number two. Yeah, they made me throw stuff. Yeah. Reds baseball would be number three. And Spurs, Interesting. Spurs basketball would be number four. Big Spurs guy. Yeah, yeah. D- uh, David it's Robinson was my uh, first first guy. Oof. We love the Admiral around here. Yeah, big Admiral guy. <laughs> okay, Rick. This is what the world wants, believe it or not. I need a Norse update. I haven't heard I had enough Norse updates in my life. How are we doing? I'm, I'm excited. Um, the <laughs> love coaching, the jerseys, by the way. Yeah, good, nice jersey update. That, that got it going a little bit. And then um, the coaching staff last year that they brought in, it's like when you lose – a guy who did what John Brandon did, you're like, oh man, where is this going next? I mean, 100%. Pay coaches like $100,000. You know, I mean, it's like, what, <laughs> right. what are they going to be able to do here? And <laughs> yeah. then you you get a name like Darren Horn, who was kind of out of the left field. And I was like, I have no idea how this is going to go, but I'm totally intrigued. And being around the team as much as I was, which was totally unexpected as well, I was very impressed with what I saw from Horn as a coach. So, um, and, and honestly, the guys underneath of him too, I like his staff a lot. So I'm, they, they lost a lot. They're kind of rebuilding, but I'm excited. They've got three freshmen. I think all three of them are going to help. Love to see it. And I think they've got a lot of pieces in that Horizon League. I mean, and, and please beat Red State Force, please. Yeah, well, then I, I don't know if you saw how they're <laughs> doing conference games this year, but basically you just play two games back-to-back against the oh. same team. So, oh. so, like, it's not home-and-home home like it normally is. It's like you just play – two games away against half the league and two games home against half the league. And Wright state has Ooh. to come to NKU for two games to finish oh, the season. Perfect. Oh my goodness. It? Yeah. To, to end the year. Yeah. Love see, to I, see it. I, I kind of saw that in volleyball and I feel like it's kind of worked. Um, like the, I know the SEC is doing that in, in volleyball and I, it seems like it's kind of a success. So I'm not really shocked to see the smaller conferences do that to, to limit travel. Cheap um, shot. You say cheap shot? No, no. Yes. I mean, it, no. He's he's absolutely right. Like, I, I, you're. I mean, think about the fact that you're just saving a day of hotel fees and food for all those teams, not by not Honestly. staying overnight Saturday. Yeah, love love to see it. So along with that, um, uh, the, the NKU talk, uh, you guys lost a pretty big, uh, pretty big contributor in Tyler Sharp. Um, who's the guy? Like, he was just a winner. He made winning plays nonstop. Great basketball player, really fun to watch. Who's that guy that steps up that steps up in that role for you guys this year? Uh, Trayvon Faulkner is going to be the key guy. I mean, he's been around winning teams for two years now. So, as a junior, I think that's who they're relying on. But he's also not a natural scorer. He's more of like an athlete. He's been their best defender for a couple years. So, it'll be interesting. They're going to need some offense to come from somewhere. They got a JUCO guy coming in that, uh, you know, Darius Harding, who they're going to ask to to play a big role, but we'll see. He's a Juco guy. You know, sometimes that works. Sometimes that doesn't work. You got to get them to buy in on 
both ends and into your system as well. But like I said, I think they've got three freshmen that are going to make an impact. Um, David Baum, a kid from the Czech Republic, I think they're really high on. I think he has a chance to potentially start at the four for them. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I'm excited. You are welcome, listeners at home. Real quick, Rick, who <laughs> yeah, got number- <laughs> I can't believe you just did that for like eight minutes. We're here for you. This was, I told Andy before the show, I'm like, we got to do a little bit of a Rick therapy session. Rick's got to deal with skinnies, got to deal with snow. Rick's got all this shit going on in his life. Like, we need a Rick therapy session. You're just letting <laughs> me ramble. I appreciate it. We're, we're here for you. So, who did, who did Rick uh, put first in his preseason poll? For what? For the Horizon. Oh, I, uh, I put Wright State. <laughs> I put Wright State. Oh, wrong college. How are the boards these days? <laughs> uh, you know i think there's been two or three posts since coronavirus started so love to see it will you uh tell us what your screen name is or no <laughs> no way that's, that's, that's a damn shame I'm, I'm like i'm like the cap industries of the horizon league board i'm just all burners it's all me talking to myself but i fucking love it can it um can i have is it the same as your name at, on um bluegrass preps no, I don't know what Shit. I don't even remember what my name on Bluegrass Preps would have been. Speaking of burners, did you know yeah, so long ago? <laughs> Andy never forgets. I, I, remember, I remember the I remember everything. And it's it was, your, I imagine it was either my real name or like one of my website's names. I can't imagine it was anything like made up. Was it? I'm pretty sure it was, unless I have the wrong guy. I, I would have th- I would have thought it would have been one of my websites because I was always trying to promote stuff. And he does his homework. Because, um, like, the, the guy I'm thinking of um, would post a bunch of stuff from NKY fan and uh, – Who is it? Who is it? Tell me the name. What is Walter. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's Greg, that's Greg Spencer. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old man but, Spencer's boy. But, but here's the thing. I grew up, uh, like, a street over from them and with his kids. So, he's, he's like, yeah, close family friend. So, that's probably why he's posting all my links. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, I, just, I mean, I just, you guys are getting an episode <laughs> right now, man. You are getting the content you paid for. Tonight. This is awesome. I can't lie. This is exactly what I wanted. Good God. The horizon boards are real family feel, Andy. Um, <laughs> speaking of, speaking of burners, Rick, what was your reaction to Kevin Willard having a Twitter burner? Uh, I think, I think a lot of those coaches do honestly. Yeah. I, I bet, I bet there's way more that do than don't. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> He was off his rocker. That was awesome. He he was on fire at Big East. I did enjoy that. Now, There's not a lot think... of personality right now from the coaches in the Big East, so There's it's really good to not. see. Thanks a lot, see one act up every now and then. Yeah, I believe. <laughs> <Yeah>. Steve... <laughs> Do you actually think there's a lot of like actual angst about UConn coming to the Big East? Uh yeah, I'm sure by those teams. Yeah, like I bet Seton Hall is pissed. Hundred percent. It can't. Stop. It's not good for them individually. That's for no. damn sure. Uh, it's what's definitely your, not what's good for St. John's. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day. Like, what's your pitch now if you're Kevin Willard recruiting against UConn? I don't know. Um, I don't know. We didn't hire Kevin Ollie to screw up our program. <laughs> That's all we got. We didn't lose the Tulsa I don't know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Rick, you're a big betting guy. I'm trying to get into the betting scene here. Uh, use my sports knowledge for, for gain here, obviously. What, how is your betting scene so far in 2020? Uh, it's okay. This Saturday actually really helped me out because that UC game, I was so bullish on. And then, uh, North Carolina, 11 and a half too. I was big on Oof. both those games. I had them both on multiple cards. I parlayed them together. I reverse teased them together. Uh, so I had a lot of action on that. So that UC win, uh, saved my bankroll a good amount. They've been covering the spread. I feel like they've been a good moneymaker. 
Yeah, they've been undervalued. I was we were talking about that today. And the weird thing is when you look at like where they're placing the totals and stuff, it doesn't really seem to be their offense that's undervalued like you would expect. I'm wondering right. if it's like that weird first game against Austin P where they gave up twenty points late. And uh-huh. Austin P sucks so bad that the computers are not valuing their defense enough. I don't know. It's weird. They've been undervalued for sure. <laughs> Do you have more fun on Saturdays or Sundays? Saturdays for sure. I hate oh, yeah. betting on the NFL. Yeah, I it's suck awful. at yeah. the NFL. It's a, it's a crap shoot. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. I have no idea how people are good at the NFL. It's, I legitimately have not won a bet since sports came back. I've That's awesome. So can you start fun. posting your picks so we can fade you? Well, uh, yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, if you get all the answers wrong, you know the answers, Andy. Well, I, uh, <laughs> I, we were actually thinking about we do. doing. Um, we were actually thinking about doing a betting segment on this podcast where people like we just as two completely idiot, complete idiots, people pick the what we don't pick, and I think that'd be genius. Yeah, like an I mean, that's essentially bet. what pe- that's essentially what people do with the Skinny Podcast. Oh, we're just two <laughs> idiots, and like half the people are fading me. <laughs> I would be honored like to be faded. That's like Cowherd missed like fifteen picks in a row or something for like a straight up bet. Love this. Yeah. I don't. I don't mind that at all. No. I would fade me too. It's like it's just I as don't valuable. Know anything. Yeah. yeah, I'm just right. having fun. I know. I like the vibe. <laughs> Andy, right. talk about your bungles. Right. Actually, uh, I do have a betting question. Um, Go for it. Can you fold a fitted sheet? Hell no. <laughs> I don't. I'm a draper. I don't fold anything. I drape. draper. Just, just yeah. matter. Ha- hang or drape. Good man. <laughs> All right. Uh, I had to throw a little pun in there because that's my horrible sense of humor. Um, but <laughs> Nailed it. I think it connected for sure. Oh, yeah, it definitely landed. Uh, how, how are we feeling about the Bengals Steelers on Sunday? Uh, I mean, <laughs> in what way? <laughs> we could just stop at uh. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to rest I- out. They're not going to win. I mean, I did see Big Ben is in a coronavirus protocol, so maybe they'll uh, catch a break there. If we can face Mason Rudolph, we might not lose by three touchdowns. Yeah, I'd say that's right. Are the Steelers, like, not that good? They're not that good. I think they're pretty good. Their defense is incredible. I think – I honestly think they might be one of the worst um, 8-0 teams, but that's because we don't see many 8-0 teams. Um, They have not had a tough schedule. And yeah, they've looked true. ugly against against the good teams they've faced, but they they just win. They played down that's for true. sure. I mean, when you think about uh, what, like the Titans were in a real close one with them, right? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah um, Steelers only won by three. Yeah, yeah, forty three forty or something like that. So Steelers it's like if you, huge. Think, if you think of that, it's like it's possible the the Bengals could play with the Steelers, I guess. And and it's I, this the line was seven and a half, so it's like. I could yeah. see the Bengals being down by 14 and Joe getting the ball back late and leading a late touchdown drive to make it seven. The seven and a half. You think we covered the spread? It'd scare me a little bit. I wouldn't bet Steelers, honestly. I wouldn't. But I don't bet Bengals. I, I, I self-banned myself from betting Bengals. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a no-go. Straight no-go. I never bet on my own teams anyway. Yeah. Or, or, or against them. Like, it's just it's, – right. can't just, do it. Just leave them alone. touch the game. And, right, so, really, like, the biggest thing I, um, I want about that game is – how funny do you think it's going to be? Because we got Bobby Hart going up against TJ Watt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's not going to be good. It'll probably be another highlight reel for a, another defensive end. I just Is it just me? Are the Bengals in too many highlight reels, like, like a gratuitous amount? 
I feel like every team's highlight reel has like seven Bengals plays. Well, when you, you notice go, that? when you go like several years in a row without a single NFL quality linebacker, it tends to work that way. People just kind of carve the middle of the field up pretty well against you. So makes for some good sense. highlights. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> you mean Hardy Nickerson was not an NFL caliber linebacker? No, uh, um, I was just – I was talking about this on Sunday too. It would be nice if the Bengals ever got a stud linebacker who wasn't just absolutely insane. Like the <laughs> last two good ones that they had were Odell Thurman and Vontez Burfitt. And other than that, they've had no talent. I miss Keith Rivers. Ooh, we, we had Ray Malaluga or the corpse of him. God, dude. I don't, think he, I don't think he's dead. I think he's just drunk somewhere in like a Villa Hills bar. <laughs> <laughs> Bill and just killed him. <laughs> yeah kj's or whatever it's called right oh, like peewees or oh, oh they do have kj's right by uh right yeah. by penn station yeah what the fuck are we talking about <laughs> northern kentucky still baby <laughs> my land good lord the killer hills andy ask a question <laughs> all right um, what is the all right so i mean we in cincinnati we get the we just get nonstop sports comedy. What's the funniest sports moment of your lifetime? Oh, I think it was, it had to be the moment where I was going back up to the bar at Edgewood Tavern to buy a round of drinks for everyone after the Bengals had just solidified that Steelers playoff win. <laughs> and then God while I'm it. in the process of buying the drinks, they fumble the ball back to the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the funniest moment. Rick, when did when did you ever reach the point, or are you are you like Andy? When did you reach the point like I can't like root for these teams anymore, like all in, or else they're just gonna fucking kill me? Like, have, did you reach that point, or when was it? Uh, I hate like, to say it. I do think like people tell you this, and for a, for a large part, I think most people that are in sports journalism are cynical assholes who don't really like sports all that much. So yeah. like when they complain about doing the job makes you not like teams and not be a fan anymore. I was like, I don't think you would have ever really been a fan. I will say, mm -hmm. I think it does lessen a little, like you do care a little bit less. Cause I've been in the locker yeah. room and like seen Vontez perfect in person. And it's like, I can't root for that asshole. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, that's there, fair. There's things like that where you, and Marvin Lewis, same way. It's like, I'm not, I don't want that jerk to do well. I know he's a fine guy outside, right. but he just treated media terribly. It's like, I don't care anymore if he does well. So I think to that extent a little bit, but for the most part, I still get pretty pissed off on Sundays at the Bengals. Is there a least favorite personality that you have? Uh, sports media? Yeah. Damn, that's a good question. Jason and I are disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the two obvious candidates. <laughs> I thought that was that was like a, like obvious. Let, you know what? I I'm not I'm not trying to get around that. I will answer it honestly if I think of one. But let me let me stew I know on it's, while we go on. I, I, I don't want you to trash anybody if you don't want to. I just, just I don't mind trashing people usually, but I just I honestly can't think of someone who like really bothers me right now. Off the top of your head, that's fair. Yeah, I don't want to just say a name. I do respect it. that about you, though. Like, if you have dis discontent with somebody, like, you will say it. And I would appreciate awesome. that. Like, Spirit Didis has slid in my DMs before. It's, yeah. <laughs> like, I remember after the, uh, after the Makura Cronin stuff, like, you were very, like, candid there. And I thought that was pretty cool. Not because it benefited us, but just, like, about, like, the questions that were asked after the, the fight and then the questions that were asked after JP Makura and all that kind of – I thought that was cool that you kind of, like, called that out. 
Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, I just, I think that's kind of more my space because I don't have to be under the same restrictions of like the Enquirer beat writer. So, sure. you know, it's, it's not a slight at any, uh, Shannon or Adam, they do an awesome job, but it's just like, they have a different requirement for what they're doing no question. when they're carrying that Enquirer, you know, press badge yeah. around compared to what I'm allowed to do. So I've, I'm going to try to fill that space as much as I can. I think you thrive in that role. Yeah. I, that's one thing I've always really appreciated about you is like the guy, you know, is going to keep it real as opposed to just like the guy that has to say all the right things. Well, there's also the fact that I take no pride in being like a journalist. Like I don't hold that right. word in esteem at all. I don't really care if people think <laughs> of me as like a good journalist. Yeah. I find, I see myself much more as like an entertainer or mm-hmm. someone, you know, someone that's making good content than I do someone that's like trying to be a good journalist. I just want to get a paycheck at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> you serious? I don't get fined, baby. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so funny to me how many people in sports media are like, want to be journalists over getting yeah. a paycheck. It's like, I'd rather just make money. I don't care how you have to market it. <laughs> right. as, long as, as long as the check's payable, I'm good. Yeah. I'll sell my soul. I don't really mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love, love this guy. All right, Rick, we gave the people at home what they wanted with the Norris update. I think now we're going to be a little selfish here and talk about the team that, you know, we, we actually don't care about these guys at all. Uh, let's talk a little Xavier. We just listened to Dan the victory and thanks for stealing uh, Andy's thunder there on the nuggets. Uh, <laughs> I listened to the recruiting stuff. I didn't listen to the team stuff. Would you mind tell us a little team stuff? Like how we, how we feel about the squad. For sure. I thought uh, Saturday was pretty eye opening. I mean, you, you've heard a lot about all the newcomers and everything, but sure. it's different when you get to see it in person for the first time. And since I hadn't been able to watch them on that first day of practice and every day since it's kind of interesting to see where they were like a few weeks into this thing, you know, they're a little sure. bit farther down the line than I'd normally pick it up. So I haven't seen that progression. So I was, I was pretty impressed with what I saw. I mean, I think, you know, like Steele said, the defense left a little bit to be desired, but I also think we talked about this on the podcast. I think Steele's going to have to make a decision. If he wants to play that way on offense, he's going to have to give something up defensively a little bit. And he has to realize that playing at that pace offensively requires you to get a little bit of a rhythm and it requires him to not hold up the stop sign on offense and it requires him not to call a set play every time down. So He's going to have to adjust too, and I'm interested to see how much he, he'll do that because on, on Saturday, I thought it looked good. I liked right. the way they played offensively. It was really free-flowing. Free no question. I definitely don't want to score 45 and have him complain about the defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I've always, been, I've always been like on the side of I do not think the last two years were in any way, shape, or form the way Travis Steele would ideally play basketball or the way he right. wants to design his team. It was just what they had to work with at the time. So um, I fully believe what he's saying in the offseason, that they are going to change and they will look different this year. But, you know, we'll, we'll see when it's a close game in the second half if he's willing to let his guys run and let yeah. Kiki Tandy throw up a, a 28-footer like he's J.P. McCure, you know? I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Were there any standout performers to you? I thought that Wilcher and Kunkel kind of stood out to me. Definitely. Yeah, those are those are two guys I would have said for sure. Um, Wilcher, the biggest thing is we all know he can shoot, but it's like, can he be enough of a basketball player? And mm-hmm. to me, there was no question. That's what he showed. It, he had two threes, but the more impressive stuff was like, hitting Kunkel in transition and like, yep. stride for a wide open three on time, you know, getting seven rebounds, being just tough yep. uh, and not looking like he was a liability on defense, which quite honestly, I think a lot of people expected him to be like, sure. He didn't look great. He looked like a freshman, but he was okay. And, and he looks yeah. to be in great shape, which again, he's been compared so much to miles Davis and Trayvon Blewett. Mm-hmm. They were never in this type of shape as freshmen. So, you know, give him mm-hmm. a lot of credit for that because he's taken that part of it really seriously. 
I thought that was going to be a, an area that he lacked for sure. I think he just has a very mature game. Like I think he's in his bag. He doesn't do things he doesn't he doesn't he can't do, which is like you say this all the time, like doing what you can do, knowing knowing who you are. I think he does that, and he looked like longer and taller than I expected. I thought of him as like a two guard. He kind of looked like a little bit of a wing to me. Yeah, yeah, he's def. I think him and Colby will definitely be threes. Um, and the fact that he can rebound that way, you know, seven boards sure. is that's oh, I know. significant. <laughs> um, right. He, you know, he was right there after uh, after Fremantle as you know the top guy. He's in there with Brian Griffin, rebounding like like a big man. So um, I thought all of that was impressive. And then the you know with Kunkel, the shooting obviously six of ten from three is is big time. Um, but he showed some feel. And again, I didn't think he wasn't good defensively either. But he didn't look like a total liability um, as much as some others did. So I thought, you know, he looked passable on that end. And the biggest thing that stood out to me was the leadership he showed. There were multiple yeah. times where he had like Dwan pulled aside and he's telling him like different things. And another time where they screwed up a, a defensive read and he was talking to CJ during a free throw where they were getting that straight. So that's not surprising. If you watched him in high school, that's kind of always who he been, who he was as a player. And he, he was really well coached at Cooper. Um, and so I think that's, that's not a surprise to see, but the fact that he's already that confident in the system to be telling guys where to go and, and helping the freshmen, I think that that says a lot and it bodes well for the future. No doubt. Andy, sorry for ball hogging. You got anything? No, you're good. Uh, so you kind of touched on a big thing that, um, that I, I've been saying ever since the scrimmage is how heady the freshmen have been. Uh, CJ, Dwan, and, and I know Colby didn't play, but um, he's, he was in he's a, walking a very boot. mature guy. Uh, he does, he, sources have confirmed that he was in a walking boot That's due what I to heard, a foot yeah. screen. Um, but <laughs> is there what, – what all, like, can you see these freshmen, like, improving on? Like, what, what all does Dwan need to do better, and what all does Colby need to do better, and CJ? Well, for all of them, it's going to be defense. I think, you know, Colby actually is is among one of their better defenders already, but you – you still got to keep getting more comfortable in the system. And there's going to be things where it's, you know, he hasn't seen it yet and a team will fool him or whatever. So there's still some familiarity stuff that he's got to get used to. Um, and the big question with Colby is it's like, can he shoot or not? Like we just, mm -hmm. it's been the weirdest thing ever watching the uh, storyline and the development of yeah. can Colby Jones shoot or not? Because we literally saw him not attempt a single three for like six straight weeks in spring and summer AAU and then he comes back the next season and shoots it well on his high school team. And, and now since he's met Xavier, they've said he's shot it pretty well. So, so we'll yep. see if he can, can stretch the floor at all, but that'll be something for him to work on. Um, Duan's not a shooter, but he's their best playmaker in terms of pass and feel and how he can man manipulate ball screens. And the thing that really stood out to me was like, if he comes off a ball screen and you try to switch that and you have yeah. like a six, five wing, who's not fleet of foot, he is jetting past him immediately. And he may not Night -night. score, but he's in the lane and he's making a play for somebody. He kicks on time in, in the shooting pocket for, for the guys on the perimeter. And then uh, he can finish. He missed some of the finishes in the, in the scrimmage, but I think as you see him get more used to it, uh, because of his athleticism and his strength, he's going to be a, a good finisher as he goes on. No question. They did pass the C.J. Anderson seal of approval. If oh, that did, tells you did they? Yes, yeah, I, I miss CJ Sweet. I saw him there. I actually walked in with him, and uh, <laughs> and he had a nice Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, jersey Ooh, on, fresh. and a little throwback oh, Reds look. Yeah, my man. So a couple more around college basketball. I don't know about you. I'm getting like crazy, crazy hype. I've been watching highlights nonstop ever since like college basketball felt real, like probably a week or two ago. What has you most excited around the world of college basketball? 
if anything? And is it UConn losing? Um, I think – I mean, I just love college basketball, to be honest with you. It's not like there's one aspect. I think the fact that we just know that they're going to play a tournament no matter what. So, like, they may cancel weeks and weeks and weeks of the season, but at the end of the day, they may just let, like, 100 teams into the tournament or something. I have no <laughs> idea what they're going to do to figure out the NCAA tournament, but that's what I'm most excited about, the fact that we just know they have to have it, and there's no – obvious way to see the tournament this year when like there's going to be uneven schedules and people aren't even going to be yep. playing not conference games in some conferences so that's going to be fascinating to watch pro or anti all-inclusive tournament <laughs> i mean I, I, like honestly i'm for anything that's just anarchy and a storyline yes. <laughs> i don't want it long term but yeah right for one season like for one crazy like purge season do you know how mad certain like columnists will get yeah. think pieces will get about the ruination ruinization of the sport or something like i know it's gonna the be sanctity it's yeah. so freaking good all right we haven't been able to talk to you about this and this has been something that i've like wanted to pick your brain on what do you think about all the shootout bs um so I don't understand. Well, I do understand. Mick Cronin ruined the UC fan base. Let's be very blunt about it. Like people will get mad when I say that, but I really believe fans take on the personality of their coach to an extent, as long as like they don't hate the coach. Right. Yeah. And like they, at some point, UC finally accepted Mick Cronin to an extent. I know there's still the Huggins people who will never accept anybody else other than Bob Huggins, but for the most part, people accepted him and he, ruined them he made them so whiny and he made them hate fun and he made them hate competing it, it's the like think about xavier fans they went from the xavier way and like were classy and they were basically yeah. butler people to having chris mack for a decade and now we're like zip them up and making fun of people <laughs> who say the word classy like that is that is one thousand percent chris mack's nope. doing and the fact that he just didn't care about any of that stuff and it's the same way with uc fans and mick cronin so now it's like UC fans acting like the shootout isn't fun or that they don't want to play that game anymore is the lamest. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't understand why that ever happened other than the fact that Mick Cronin didn't want to play it and he passed that on to them. So I thought that was stupid to begin with the way the fans handled it. I thought John Brannon did the right thing by playing the game and honoring it. But it's like, unless you're really going to cancel it, which would be stupid. What was the other option? Like it just, it really makes no sense. The video he did, He's got to understand, like, I, I love John Brand. I think he's a great coach. I love what he did at NKU. But he's also got to understand, like, he's not Chris Mack. That's not who his personality is. And, like, Chris Mack was pointing out things that UK actually did. Yeah. You know, shady things that we didn't know about, like trying to reschedule the game with ESPN and stuff like that. that was John great. Brandon was basically just pointing out that, like, here are some failed negotiation tactics that didn't work for us. <laughs> we, Let's we, play the game anyway. We, we wanted to ask him if they would come to, come to fifth third two years in a row, and they said no. <laughs> Which, by the way, he knew wouldn't work because UC doesn't want to do that either. Like, neither of those coaches want to take the chance on losing twice in a row in the same Yeah, like, hell no. Yeah. I just thought it was funny that every subsequent offer was way worse. <laughs> the so they said no to that so then we offered them two years in a row at fifth third they said no to that offer four was banana land like it was just like <laughs> why what planet would you include that on your slideshow <laughs> right. and then like on, uc on, fans like you guys are pussies you won't play like like what like why would we do that shit That's on three straight years without being at fifth third on principle alone mario mercurio if he saw that fourth slide would just can't like would not do anything to help you at all just because it's like why would you send that over to me? What are we doing here? 
I just wish in like, a, like in an ideal world, he just would have been fucking with them and been like, oh, we're really close. Let's see what we can do here. Just gotten like nine offers and just read what they all were. <laughs> I just want to love yeah. to see what their fifth offer would have been. I, I also, uh, allegedly, I believe there's been some research into the fact that uh, John Brandon may have been fake news on those, those stories about where he, what he was doing and eating ice cream with his parents and stuff after the shootouts. I've, I've heard that may or may not be true. So Alternate I don't want yeah, to be breaking news here. But... I'll see if we can get some crazy tweets from like 2005. Yeah, rumors swirling. So you talked about the brand of the coach, and we will get you out of here soon. I know that any moment here is wasted time. You talked about like the <laughs> you talked about the brand of the coach. Like, what do you 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 seen? You've been around John Brand for a long time. What do you think like the brand of John Brand will be? Let's say in five years. Uh, competitive. Well, I mean, I think mm-hmm. I think he's a fire guy. He's competitive guy. He's confident. Um, but I I think he's more of like the quiet, confident. Lights up his players on the court, but then off the court, he's got kind of that like sounds like he just woke up from a night of hanging with rock stars voice you know, his voice like freaks me real low and gravelly like it's kind of a cool voice though but it's like it's not a voice you make like tiktok videos with or make like <laughs> you know like troll videos with i don't think no. it's like i think you should stick to doing him for sure don't do the don't do the chris mack be who you are yeah, yeah exactly like, do you think how much of a worse dancer do you think he is in chris mack oh i don't know if that's possible <laughs> yeah i'm sure you saw the tiktoks yeah, yeah, I think I think they're probably on a similar level there. Uh, How good I mean, Chris Max, are they? Chris Max's favorite artist is Kid Rock, so let's <laughs> that's, be yeah. Let's was, be very clear about that. That Musketeer Madness was uh, so, that was not my proudest I, moment. Of the so day, actually, a weird thing is I once went to a Kid Rock concert um, because oh, the man. company I was working for at the time they were they took everybody at the company to a concert and they chose Kid Rock that year and Chris <laughs> Mack was in the like. The, whatever the pavilion or whatever the front part Shut is up. at that concert yeah swear to god <laughs> talk to him for a few minutes yeah was... i mean he sticks out too he's like six four six five right oh yeah but i mean he was making no bones about it like he, he texted me and was like brewing prepare for the best show you're ever going to see in your life like he was I, so into it i do love I these love un- unapologetic like if you're going to like trade rock you got to own it yeah i mean i think his wife got him like an a, he took a blown up picture or he took a selfie at one of the concerts when they were like front row. I think his wife like got it blown up and had it autographed and like they made it like a poster oh or something. <laughs> That's fantastic. Which leads me to another question. And we've, you've got 16 minutes in counting here. We'll, 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 we'll hold it to an hour. What's your favorite, what's your favorite concert of all time? Uh, so let me preface this by saying that I absolutely <laughs> despise Kanye West right now, but yeah. you didn't vote for him. I, th- I I did not, wow. but I think Kanye West at the Indiana State Fair, right after he had released, not right after, but after he'd released College Dropout, but hadn't mm. released um, late registration yet. Okay, late registration, yeah. Yeah, I'm Kanye. Yeah, that was that was like the best. He had Rhyme Fest open up for him. It was very just like he would literally just like stop the concert, go to the DJ, and start like playing random songs that he liked from other artists and rap them. Or he would like play songs he was featured in, or he made the beat for. It was, it was a fantastic show. Um, the other one. Would How be, old were you for that? Mind me ask. Uh, it was my first day of college at NKU. It was the night before my nice. first day of college at NKU. I went to uh, get – here's – what a fucking loser. <laughs> I went I to get this. my uh, school ID picture in my college dropout, like my Kanye West college dropout <laughs> shirt from the concert. Yeah. That was, that was, a, that was more a of a square. That was, that was peacocking, yeah. Yeah, for sure. What a, what a flex now? to those other Northern Kentucky <laughs> freshmen. Right. First day. It's so sad with Kanye because he is such – he is a really, really good artist. Like, I think he's actually like, crazy, crazy talented. 
Yeah. The so the other concert that would be in the running would be on a random Tuesday night at um oh what's the uh what's the spot in, in OTR right there by the wing stop. Not the mat it's like the Madison but for Ohio. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I just haven't been in Cincinnati for five years. Yeah. Oh, I'm drawing a blank on it. It's going to drive me crazy. But anyway. Andy would, Andy never... would tell you. All Andy goes to is Brantley Gilbert concerts. Uh, I'm a big Cole Swindell concert guy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, I happen... Oh, Bogarts. That's what it is. Oh, just yeah, Bogarts. It. Yeah. 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 Cash. Went to Bogarts and saw Young Jeezy on a Tuesday night. And this was like not that long ago. So it was kind of like, you know, he's a little bit out of the prime now. And yeah. he put out a new album that no one listened to. But <laughs> yep. He played like two or three songs off that album, realized no one in the crowd knew what the hell he was doing, and he just went back to like all of his old stuff and Play the played hits, baby. every Jeezy hit. And I mean, it was, you know, Bogarts with like less than half capacity on a Tuesday night. So I actually ended up uh, puking in an Applebee's parking lot that night. Shout out to me. <laughs> it had to be Applebee's an... too. Yeah, I mean, $2 PBRs. <laughs> Massive W. <laughs> yeah. Massive obese W. Yeah, so that was a great concert as well. Rick, thank you for that. Andy, do you have any more questions before we let this man get the hell out of here after a rapid fire segment? I do have one. Uh, who was your favorite player from the 2012-2013 Villa Madonna varsity basketball team? Jesus Christ. Uh, Blake. Uh, <laughs> me knows another name. What, what, what was Blake's last name? <laughs> Blake Bryan. Blake Bryan. No, that's, is that his name? Yeah. No. Was that your best name. player? What? Was that your best player, Blake Bryan? Was that his name? I mean, he was like three years ahead. He graduated in like 2010. Oh, but yeah, okay. he, was, he was like the best player to ever come out of Villa. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. <laughs> Who was the best player on your guys' team? I mean, obviously, I mean, that was Cole Von Handorf. Oh, Von. No, he was an eighth grader on that team? Yeah, he was the eighth grader. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Yeah, that eighth grader sense. and Kino's your best player? Oh, dude, that dude's a stud. That's good. Yeah. He, 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 he went to Covcath after his eighth grade year at Dillon yeah. and then dominated at Covcath. In his freshman year, he was all he was um on the state all tournament team. Yeah, he he rewrote Covcath's record books after he left Villa. So. That's actually kind of impressive. Yeah, yeah. Who's he's, your favorite he's high school good. player to watch any sport? Oh wow! I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Maybe the maybe the craziest, like the most dominant I have seen locally with my own eyes was Sydney Moss in girls basketball. That was nice. She was okay. incredible. Yeah, like she. I mean, you talk about a girl who could just we. I coached against her. I coached at Connor um, for one year and we played them in the first round of third, third district tournament. And like the first half of the game, we felt like we had come up with this great game plan. We're in it. And we basically weren't guarding their point guard. So we just had someone shadowing her every time she tried to drive. And like after halftime, I guess like their coach lit her up or something. So she just decided she wanted to start playing and she put like 42 on us <laughs> effortlessly beat us by like 20. It was unbelievable. That's incredible. Yeah, you know the other one, uh, Braxton Miller was unbelievably fun to watch in yeah. high school. That I bet awesome. that was just a walking highlight reel. Yeah, him and Spencer Ware at uh, Princeton uh, when you know he was at Braxton Wayne, but uh, Spencer Ware was at Princeton. He went on to LSU to play baseball and football, and he was unbelievable. Damn, I got to see Jordan Hicks from the front row. He was the rival high school. Yeah. yeah. Dude was a monster. Yeah, saw nice. Jordan Hicks as well. He he was physically yeah. he was as impressive as anyone because he was a legit like four star basketball recruit too. If you want right. to be, yeah, dude was a monster. <laughs> I think he yeah. had like nine sacks. Yeah, good times. Yeah, it was fun to watch from the sidelines and not on the field. That was yeah, great. NFL players 
like while they're in high school are yeah. ridiculous to watch. I think they're more down is the best high highlight tape I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah, I think that football. I think NFL players have more freakish like highlight films in high school than NBA players. It's yeah, sure. they just are physically just destroying everyone. Like Des Bryant, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's unfair. Absolutely insane. All right, Andy, can we get this man out of here and run him through a uh, little rapid fire gauntlet? Let's go really off the rails before we get him out of here. All right, Rick, you got the game face on. Let's do it. All right, let's get it. All right, favorite sitcom of all time. Oh, man, I was not prepared for this. <laughs> Gun uh, to your head, Rick. Uh, is, is Californication a sitcom? I would give it to you. Okay, I'll go Californication. It has yeah, Californication it in it, of course. Yeah. <laughs> this is Absence Podcast, Andy. Jordans or Nikes? Jordans or Nikes? Jordans or Nikes? Uh, I'll go Nike for the variety. Okay. Favorite cereal? Cocoa Krispies. I respect that. Favorite bar in Cincinnati? Uh, can I do Northern Kentucky? I mean, of course. Braxton. Okay. But that's in Cincinnati uh, now, so I guess I could go Braxton. I just haven't been to the Cincinnati location. <laughs> Zip-offs or jorts? Oh, come on, man. I'm from Kentucky. Jorts. <laughs> Easy money. <laughs> Dana and Victor skinny podcast. Oh, date and victory for sure. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Uh, snow or skinny? Oh, definitely skinny. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Brian's so annoying, but he's great. You just have yeah. to have him around. Snow's like, Snow's like maybe one of the worst personalities of all yeah. time, but also like one of the best people to be around of all time. Like, right. I quite, quite enjoy his company, but he is, he yeah. is an ordinary old bastard. But he's low key the worst. Yeah. Do you claim Ohio or Kentucky? Kentucky, 1,000. That's what I thought. Shout out to Latonia. North, But Northern Kentucky, that's not the same thing. Way different. Very different true. states. Yeah. Did you or did you not release the DNV on purpose tonight to stop Andy from, from stealing nuggets and taking credit? I try, I try to put my nuggets out right uh, after you guys record every week just so Andy doesn't steal it. <laughs> What's your favorite nickname in all sports? <laughs> oh, how about how about I don't even need a nickname? Do you know that Byron Pringle is a real NFL player? <laughs> Are you serious? Byron Pringle. That sounds like when you're playing Madden and you do the career and right? you play the franchise and you draft like the next year and they made up a bunch of draft players for yeah. you. That's a created at Madden player, Byron Pringle. And he's, real. That's, and he's like I, I, decent. Is he good? Oh, okay. Awesome. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> Who's your favorite announcer in the game right now? Any sport? Man. Tough cue. I know. Tell you what. Hot seat. I am really, really high on Doris Burke right now after the work she did mm-hmm. in the NBA finals. She I thought incredible. she was on – like, she's always good, but, like, I think she took that job and, like, getting that opportunity so unbelievably serious. And, like, most of, like, the color guys and – let's be honest they're just going there drinking during the finals and getting tanked the night before and like doing very minimal like they're like i've watched the whole season i don't need to prepare she was like on fire almost like yeah she had such great stats and quotes she was pulling from it was like she must have kept a journal all year that she was just like pulling random things from that she had gone back and and pulled the night the the week before it was it was really impressive she took it and ran with it for sure like i don't know she's my favorite but i'm really high on her right now 
Yeah, she's great. One of the most universally loved, I feel like, besides Gus Johnson. Uh, we all know you're a massive Xavier fan. If it wasn't Xavier, who would you root for? Oh, I mean, I'm kidding. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, yeah, she's seen that one coming. We just, we just uh, love it when you see fans act like you're a diehard Xavier fan and yeah, complain it's, about it's it. Best. I love it. Oh, yeah, Boom. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I, I get it. Like, I don't really care. I get it. I'm the Xavier guy. I'm going to be the Xavier guy because I've covered them for so long in town. It's not like I didn't know who Xavier was before, and my dad went to Xavier. I, I grew up. Yeah around the team so it's not like it's not like i'm a xavier hater or anything and i I've, it doesn't really bother me either way if i'm if they think yeah. i'm a fan that's fine a xavier fans get mad at me all the time because i'm not a fan so it's <laughs> i get it on both sides <laughs> rick calls xavier we confirmed uh coke or pepsi or rc cola coke zero coke zero that's the only only soft drink i'll touch baggy or tight jerseys We'll go tighter. I'm from the baggy era, but like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, God damn, it was such a bad look for everyone. I know. Drew Particularly an 18-year-old Rick Broering. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine what that looked like. Oh, so bad. That's good. Two, times. two X tall tees. <laughs> yeah, it was Latone, not a good look for Latonia me. bound. Latonia's finest. <laughs> Would you rather have Mario Mercurio's hairstyle or be bald? Appalled. God, bald. <laughs> easy, easy choice. Follow Could you question. imagine trying to pull that off and not be Mario Mercurio? Every morning, I know. I don't know. It's only Mario that can get away with that. Anyone only. else would just be like the biggest tool in the world. I know. Could he pull off the frosted tips? No. <laughs> Unless he was a chef. <laughs> but not if he's trying hotel. to be an athletic director. <laughs> no. Who's your favorite 1990s baseball player that looked like a dad? Chris Sabo. That's a great one. That's a fucking great one. East Coast or West Coast? Just like culturally slash musically slash general. East Coast. Mm, that's a great answer. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Nice. A or T? T. Nice. <laughs> Are you pro or anti golf? I don't know. I generally know the answer to this. I hate golf. Thank God. Good man. <laughs> uh, favorite college town? Highland Heights doesn't count as a college town. <laughs> Call me shocked. I, just, um, I don't know. I don't know that I've really been to too many college towns that I enjoyed that much. Indiana is, is like Bloomington's obviously great. I yeah. guess Bloomington. Lexington is where I probably spent most of my time. I don't know if you term that a college town. I, I would give you that. Shots to Lex. That's where I'm at right now. All right. Big W. <laughs> I'm not going to ask that question. Uh, who's your favorite Barstool personality? Oh, big cat. Yeah. Yeah. He's easily. He's, the goat. he's holding Barcelona on his shoulders. I think we all know that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Favorite bag of chips of all time? Oh, uh, Grippos. <laughs> all right, Rick, last question. Who's your favorite interview of all time? Wow. Favorite interview? Last question. <laughs> Under your head. Dan, let's see. Is it, do you want a Xavier answer here or just in general? No, no I, want Rick, I want a Rick answer. What's Rick Browering's favorite interview? And why was Damn. it Andy Piccarilla? <laughs> <laughs> I should have seen where that was going. I should have seen where that was going. Yeah. No, it wasn't a lot of the high school kids I interviewed. Honestly, that's the worst part about doing oh, they uh, the high school beat. 
Well, it, it's just that you feel kind of weird, like chasing down yeah. high school kids. You know what I mean? For like sure. it's a little, it's a little predatory in nature. Cause you're literally like, you've got 10 minutes to get a story done and you're chasing them down from behind as they're going to a locker room and you're I like, bet hey, come back out here and talk to <laughs> I me. Mean, you like, feel so stupid. It's just, yeah. I mean, they're like yeah. 16 years old, 15 years old. And it's just, a, it's a weird deal. But like, 100%. then, you know, obviously I, a lot of the kids remember it and it's a great thing. I, I like to give them the coverage, but it's weird to like have to go chase them down. I mean, sure. I talk about it all the time, so I clearly remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andy was definitely the best interview. That's for sure. He was. I do remember he was fired up. I mean, like Andy's a smart guy, obviously, oh but he gave me probably like four paragraph quotes for each answer, <laughs> and I was like, I do got like five minutes to get this in <laughs> the deadline. So he yeah. loves the attention. <laughs> I bet he was just fucking basking in it. The funniest thing like, that I remember from that is uh when Starkey when he when he asked Starkey to um to that uh, if I can come God, out these there names. his face fucking was correct. like. Oh shit! And then <laughs> one of, one of my teammates, Thomas Snikenig, was like, "Pick, don't embarrass us." <laughs> you know Wait, what? So- I do I do remember Starkey giving me a little like, I just he's he's pretty wound tight or something like that. Like, I are, are you sure? Talking. Yeah, yeah. So wait, no, no. So he he was like, "You're gonna you're gonna enjoy this one." <laughs> Rick had one interview and he picked Andy. I think that was well uh, since Blake Bryan. I think that was my only Villa interview since Blake Bryan. <laughs> Elite company. Yeah. We got to get him on the podcast, Blake Bryan, by the way. Yeah, call Blake Bryan up. See what he's yeah. doing now. I'd, I'd love, doing. love to get a book report on Blake Bryan next time I come. We'll give, we'll give you the update. Yeah. Rick, dude, always a great time talking to you. Really appreciate you coming on here and wasting your time. Yeah, anytime. We'll do it when the season starts, guys. Good luck with the parlay. All right. Thank you. See ya. Have a good one, brother. Just great stuff from Bryan, as always. And that, that dude, I <laughs> easiest interview. I can't of all stop time. laughing. Like it was, it was so relaxed. It was just a normal <laughs> conversation. You want to tell him why we're laughing? <laughs> Andy and I were just talking before we like came on to outro the interview, and uh, I was like, "Man, Rick's pretty damn good with his time." And Andy's like, "Yeah, he's just an absolute slut when it comes to his time." And I'm like, "Rick, known time slut." <laughs> He just gives his time to anybody. Just gives it up to anyone. <laughs> Which is meant to be a compliment, but if you just saw time slut, you'd like, <laughs> No context. What? It sounds like, what the fuck? You dish. Known time slut. <laughs> and, all, and what all that means is, he's not too big for the little people. Really cool right. he's not. Really gracious. We're very appreciative of that. AKA time slut. So Rick, thank you for your sluttiness with your time. Thanks for whoring out your time. <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate that. <laughs> not something you had to do. You did not have to be that slutty. Really appreciate that. <laughs> hey, it's just the type of person he is. Good man. I know. He just wants everyone to have a good time. I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. I think we did, like, you know, we're even. You know, we gave him right state time. I feel like that should be a thing. Every time we host Browering, like, we need, like, a, a – we need a right update. Or not – oh, fuck. I mixed up NKU, NKU and right state. NKU. It's getting late. Holy shit. It's 9.15. Don't, cru- don't crucify me. He's going to talk shit about me in the boards. I already know. But I feel like every time we get Browering on, we got to let him get an NKU update. Well, we, we have to. We need a Norse update. It's, it's going to be our new segment with Rick Browering. We need a Norse update. Because he deserves his me time, you know? He does. This will be like a, like a girl's version of like a pedicure, you know? <laughs> like some, pe- some girls go to the salon, Rick comes with a roll blob podcast to do a Norse update. And just lets it have just talks about the Norse. Yeah. <laughs> and like there's someone here who gets it because I went there. Yeah, kick your shoes off. Let's talk Norse hoops. 
I'm down further. They're my second team. Talked about talk to me about Darren Horn. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. Darren Horn is a risky name to keep throwing out there. I mean, I don't know how many times I can hear it without making you know some kind of something. Dude, I, I was fighting it the first like five minutes. Uh, hey, the Norse are pretty horny. We know it. We're all thinking <laughs> it. Right there. If, I mean, we're all thinking. Andy, should we open up the mailbox and get into some questions? I think we, I think we need to go ahead and get to it to, so we can get these guys the fuck out of here. I know. Knowing us, it's going it's to go on for two hours. Anyway, let's open up that mailbox and get into it. All right. Shout so to Steve. This one, close. We just got – all right, no. <laughs> I need you to shut the hell up. Our first one is from the creator of all the drama the past 24 hours, Old Man Larry. Uh, if the sun is hot, why is space so cold? Come on, Larry. Well, I've heard a, I heard from a source that the sun is a star last week. Yes. I heard. Um, so I haven't just, looked it up myself. I mean, you should probably just to trust to, that source. He's a I wasn't trying to go guy. to the library or anything to, to verify that, but that's what I've heard. So, I mean, dude, space is millions of miles from the sun, bro. Like, what? It, like, um, do you realize how far Pluto is, which is a planet, Pluto is from the sun? The sun and can't then, reach that far. Like, And then uh, some solar systems are, like, light years and light years and light years apart. Like, that's obviously going to be fucking cold space. I don't know. I mean, um, I, I guess the real answer is space is a woman. And women, women are just cold as fuck, man. <laughs> some people give you science. Some people give you random ass bullshit generalizations. <laughs> what the fuck was that? There's clearly one intellectual here. <laughs> Jesus. Thank you, Aristotle. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate that. <laughs> All right, this is from – honestly, I'm, I'm ready to call this guy the question goat. Cran just from Xavier Basketball. Yep, for sure. Um, what, are your top, what are your top five Thanksgiving foods? And if Greg Marshall could punch one Thanksgiving dish out of the existence forever, what would it be? That's good. If I'm Greg Marshall, I'm punching old school cranberry, like cranberry sauce. Okay. Is that what it's called? Cranberry sauce. Yeah. Like the old school, like really tough, like – cylindrical shit you know shit's nasty why are we eating that shit <laughs> disgusting cranberry sauce yeah that shit i think he is um punching out broccoli casserole okay I mean, i'm not from kentucky so i've never had it <laughs> oh, you, know, you know what he's really punching out it is <laughs> pumpkin pie with fucking mustard what is what that the fuck is that yeah like you ohio like th- did you not see that like uh, Don't put me in that group. What the fuck are we talking about? I, I thought that you're Kentuckian picked, now. We, we picked green bean casserole. I thought, which I think it's just okay. Like there was a picture. Um, I asked Coop about it. There was a picture of pumpkin pie with mustard, and someone Ooh. was like, um, "You are not a real Ohioan if you don't do this." I'm like, gonna say it. I think pumpkin pie in general is overrated. Straight up, it's, it's good. Not Don't get me the wrong. best pie. It's fine. I mean, I'm not going to say it's terrible. I think it's just a little overrated. And, like, it, it needs whipped cream. You can't. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that, honestly, it, without whipped cream, I don't even want it. The way I eat it, I don't eat the crust. I just eat the pie part. 
Like just the filling? Just the just the pumpkin filling. You don't cut all the way down to the crust? Oh no, man! I just get a spoon. Because yeah. I hear like you are not eating the back end. Like I don't want the back of it. Like that is, if it's no, a we, bad, you, you know a bad crust on a pie like ruins like that last little bit at the end. So Captain Xavier does not eat the back end of anything. Facts. <laughs> That's my girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> I'm off, off the dome. It's just all starch, bro. Like mac and cheese. Like my mom makes these like dank like cheesy potato things mashed potatoes, like some fire-ass mashed, garlic mashed potatoes, just fucking bury me in it. This fucking Andrew Luck certified this, the uh, like the strawberry a pretzel fucking jello thing. Bomb as fuck. I don't even know what the fuck it's called, but it's bomb as fuck. And then, uh, see, I'm a big, like, non-turkey guy. Why do I have to eat turkey? Straight up turkey's not that great. So, like, we, sometimes we do steak or, like, prime rib or something like that. I like turkey, but one thing I've started doing, I go to Chipotle the day before and get Tabasco sauce. <laughs> Smoke Tabasco sauce, and I dip the turkey in it. I won't that eat it any other way good. now. That just sounds pretty good. I'm not going to lie to you. And so I'll either have to have that or wing sauce. And I like turkey like with the stuffing like together sometimes. Like I think that's kind of good. See, I'm not a big stuffing guy. Um, I think stuffing's okay. I don't want it by itself. Like, I don't think it's that great by itself, to be honest. Like, it, it's fine. Like it's, it's kind of like pumpkin pie. Like I don't hate it. It's just like it's a little overrated. Like I don't See, know. Like so, my, like my top five. I'll, I will have pumpkin pie. In my top five. I'll have the um, mashed potatoes. I will also throw in like the mac and cheese with the cr- the breadcrumbs on there. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Number two. There's some places where mac and cheese is like the staple of Thanksgiving. And, and like I, the main I can event. see why. Dude, it's um, the best. My Great number mac two. And cheese. Twice baked potatoes, dude. Yeah, yeah. I could not Those disagree anymore. Are just phenomenal. I, just... I look forward to that every single thing. That's that's like that's the first thing I go to. I get two of them on my plate. That's a Thanksgiving thing in the pick house. Oh yeah. I'm oh over. yeah, it's a tradition. Like my aunt over. makes the best ones. Yeah, you're you're welcome, man. You are very welcome anytime. Love fucking good. Um, and and number one, pumpkin bread. Oh, nice. Elite. Uh-huh. Yeah. Elite. Okay. Pumpkin bread greater than signed pumpkin pie. Yes. 100%. No like, question. There, there is no argument for the other way around. It is just hands down, point blank, period. It's just simply better. Wait, dude. Way fucking better. Way and there's better. no shitty back end of the crust. <laughs> None. And low-key, I'm still smashing Halloween candy on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Dude, candy's a year-round thing. I need some chalky, bro. A big chalky head. Yeah, Thanksgiving's a good time. Eating in football. And then I don't think a Thanksgiving complete if you didn't play a game of backyard football during the day. Oh, you, like the, the turkey bowl is. Yeah, dude, got to have it. Like, you absolutely must have it. Uh, got to have it. And then I'm watching actually, the Lions get shit canned. I can't believe, oh, my God. We we're going to start watching the, Thanksgiving. We are stuck watching the Cowboys and the Lions play football. Why do the on, Lions play every single yeah, year? Like, who gave them that, that gig? It's like, what? The Wild fucking Lions. The Lions I, and the Cowboys each year. Why? I know. I'm I glad know. they added the third one. I can understand Dallas, I guess, just because they are they were America's team in 1995. But, like, why the fucking Lions? I don't get it. I feel like there hasn't been a Thanksgiving during my entire life that the Lions did, but. <laughs> I don't get but it. But enti- no, there, there won't be a um, – that's literally the tradition is the Lions play and the Cowboys yep. play. Right, I know. It's weird. 
It's fucking weird. I don't get it. All right, anyway. All right. This is from Tim Phillips. He says, as a pretty hip middle-aged guy, I like to think I'm pretty up to speed with social media, including my hip new MySpace account. said hip twice. All right, that, that's an elite intro. Uh, <laughs> that being it. said, do you guys subscribe to any insider info sites for XBball? And if so, which do you recommend? Oh yeah, Musky Report. I think I feel like Musketeer Report is the is just the simple go to answer. It's the so definitive. That, yeah. That's the that's the obvious one. Um, like I I do like Banners on the Parkway, but mm-hmm. I'll also um plug the new one, Swords of Steel. Oh, for sure, that's our boy. Yeah, Sword Steel is doing good shit. Um, here's the thing, Andy. When I'm like hella addicted mid season, I might take a trip over to fucking uh. The Boonies, a.k.a. Uh, Musket- What's that fucking second one? Musketeer Madness, is that what it's called? There's a second message board. I can't remember off the top. I can't remember. I don't remember what it's called. It's the one that fucking uh, Andy fucking Mac always posts on. I know you know it. Mus- I don't remember what it's called. I can't, I can't think of it, so clearly it's not that important to me. I know. Because I really just focus like- on Mus- Musketeer Report. But it's like it's like going back into coach after being in first class. Like it's rough over there, dude. It's rough. But Musketeer is it, Report is it musings? Maybe. I think that's something no, different. No, no, that, no, that's just a Twitter account. Yeah, no, that's yeah, because uh, he he's good. I like that. Guy. I thought about that too, but um, but yeah, when I'm really really fucking down in the dumps, I go over there. <laughs> when I like have to have something else for Xavier content, but Musketeer Report's where it's at. And back it in the day, it was Musketeer Scoop. Back in the day, back when Scout. Not, not scout back when rivals gave a shit about recruiting <laughs> back i'm telling you when i was like a teenager that was the one you wanted and i used to fucking like put all my king's island money towards i used to work at king's island I used to put all my king's island money towards that you know to get the recruiting shit that's when we were recruiting like fucking kevin param and fucking all those guys uh cairo nat yasko shouts uh <laughs> sean millidays oh um, that's pretty much it for me i mean I, i'll bounce back and forth between the inquire shouts to adam bombskis um i'll I might take the athletic for a month or two at a time, but that's See, ever since they fired Shannon Russell, I will not touch the athletic. That's what everyone says. I never, I, I love Shannon, but I never like was a huge article guy. Like, I, I don't like know. to read. I'm on like a fifth grade reading level, but I no, read then her like stuff. What, then like what of her stuff were you like? I don't know. I, I didn't like, I don't know. I was always a Musketeer Report guy. So I never like love Shannon stuff like that. Like I would like reading it, but um, some people, like everyone that loves Shannon, like loves Shannon. Like for good reason. I know she's awesome. I just never really got into her stuff like that. Be honest with you, um, but uh, I think she's great. But I never really got into her stuff like that. I would say Musketeer Report hands down. And, it's well and, worth the money. The Dane and Victory podcast too is so fucking good. Like every time that they drop anything, it's like the one podcast on the planet that I like. Stop what I'm doing when when I see like a, a Dane and, a Dane and Victory podcast come up. Like I'm like um not doing whatever the fuck I'm doing right now. I'm we we could be right mid-recording now. this podcast and Dana and Victory comes on and we just stop. It is easily the best insider info on Xavier. Like talking about practice, like I eat the practice notebooks alive. Like it's so fucking good. That's not because we had Rick on the, on the show yeah. today. Um, it's just so fucking good. Rick's not listening this far in. That or Andy's nuggets that he steals from 24. <laughs> One of those two. No, honestly, it's, it's so good. It's the easiest eight bucks I spend every month easily. It's so fucking good. And as as a new subscriber, um, I must say, like, it is well worth 
the, the eight bucks a month and i even i even did it without the sale so you don't even need to wait oh. for a sale so wow good for you very like i'll vouch for them anytime because they do incredible work and the best part is they're not xavier fans so i mean we are fans we look at everything in a positive way. They just tell you exactly how it is. We call Xavier we. Yes, we do. We are Xavier. We are Xavier Nation. We call Xavier we. We refer to them as we. Did Rip I say we name, enough? Nah. Yeah, I'm cool with it, bro. Good question, though. Yeah, so the next one is from my man, Bluff City. Let's go. What is a butler? If you find out, you tell me, because I have no fucking idea. I mean, I know... It is the AACS fan base in the Big East. I mean, I guess the easy answer is it's a servant. Yeah, I guess. Um, that you Definitely pay money to do stuff for you, like, yeah, for they services. They are wild, dude. Like, we talk about how bad Providence is, like, lowest common denominator can be at times. Butler's might be worse. Butler's is worse. Butler's is bad, and Providence's is horrible. But like, Butler's basement is rough. I, it, I, oh my god! It stays like, flooded. It's moldy. It's gross, dude. Their basement is disgusting. It's nasty as fuck. There's rats. There's dead rats down there that just float on. It's so gross. Is it even just, the rats couldn't handle it. Just go to Ovid Butler's Twitter account, bro. And and that's pretty much it. Good lord! I'm so glad the election's over. By the way. For many, many reasons. And Ovid Butler's Many. Dude. Twitter was exhausting. Honestly, couldn't stand being on it for a bit. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. That was a rough stretch. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, good question, Bluff, because I have no fucking idea. Stumped. Uh, this one comes from Will K, or Will underscore cock. Um, okay. Can they just let Ben ball? They should. I mean, it's wild that they haven't. It's the age-old question, my dude. Like we, we, we good as, as old as time. Yeah, we have been like we are getting there. We're getting the. I can tell now. you the dance double A does not check their mentions. <laughs> I can no. tell you that <laughs> they are no longer checking their mentions. That's for damn sure. We need, to, we need to start getting the verifieds to do it because they might check their verified mentions. That's right. Why do you think I'm getting trying to get Rick verified? Yeah, like, so, Rick Browning, this is on you. We need you to get Ben to ball. Well, we got to get him verified, and then he's got to get Ben ball. Yeah, so, so, first of all, scratch your back. Verify, verify Browning, hashtag verify Browning, hashtag let Ben ball. That's going to get it done. Dude, it's, it's just the season's so close, dude. Like, I don't understand. Like, I put this on the poll. I was like, who's slower? The NCAA approving waivers or Nevada counting votes, bro? Like, it's taking fucking forever. Well, it's like, and they submitted point, that paperwork a long time ago. Just make, make, make it, like, at this point, just make a fucking decision. And I'm sorry, bro. Like, I don't want to see New Jersey Institute Technology get a waiver approved. Like, you would think there'd be right. some kind of pecking order here. <laughs> like, I'm not saying, like, we're more important, but we're more important. Like, I mean, we can be a little protected. We can go a little UConn. We are better than you, and we know it. And we know it. <laughs> Don't slack, Trevor. I'm watching. <laughs> All right. Um, this is from the new goat, the guy that made, uh, had his breakout day on the Twitter sphere, um, Lester. Big L. In your humble opinions, 
where's the best place to get a steak and how do you like your steaks? I'm going to be honest. Best place to get a steak, the place that has steak. Like there's definitely better steaks than others, but anywhere. I'm not that picky as long as it's like, I'm not going to lie to you. Almost everywhere I go, I'm going to say I can get a filet mignon at this point. Like I'm not like fucking with shit. I don't know. Like why not? These are humble opinions, dude. It's worth the extra 10 to 15 bucks, dude. It makes up for its, it pays for itself in lack of grizzle, by the way. Cause like half of like a regular fucking bullshit New York strip is just gonna be like a third of it's gonna be fat that you don't eat. Like, dude, you gotta get the filet. And if you get a filet, it's gonna be good anywhere. Um, and I'm not gonna lie to you, Andy. I've been, <laughs> I've been a grungy enlisted fucking Navy sailor for the last five years. So if you think I've been getting nice steaks, you're out of your mind. <laughs> so I, I don't have a place to tell you other than the outback in fucking Guam. <laughs> Literally, bro, that steak in Guam at two in the morning was fucking bomb as fuck. <laughs> Me and my How boys like went it? to the. I oh, that's a good question. I'm a medium, a medium rare guy. Yeah, like I, I, said, I, don't, I don't go full rare, but I don't like it cooked very hard either. I do, I do like it a little bit chewy. I love a little bit of um, red inside. I'm a big medium rare guy as well. So, but it's also steaks. If, if it's a good steak, it's going to be good. But if I if I get to choose, uh, I'm picking medium or medium medium rare probably. I feel like most people would agree with that, and I'm one of them. And yeah. I'm honestly going to say the best place to get a steak is Jeff Ruby's. Now, to now the best place to get a steak if you're a normal fucking person and yeah need a need an affordable steak. I would go. I'm going out back. I'm going. Yeah. Like, Chris Outback medium rare steak is just elite. I'm yeah. so, like, that's I love thing. Outback, dude. Like, I am not above saying that I really, no. really like Outback. It, it sounds basic, but it's it's I have delicious. a great time at Outback, dude. <laughs> give me some fucking, give me some fucking, uh, what are the, the blooming onion. Give me some of those loaded fries. That fucking, I don't know what the fuck kind of bread it is. That brown bread fucking slaps. And a steak mashed potatoes, dude. I'm as happy as if I was if I was going to the precinct. Like, I, I don't care. Like, I, I love, I love Outback. I don't have to wear a tie, you know, right, like, yeah, I, can go, I, can I can have, I can have really good steak and I can be wearing a, like a Musketeer Report t-shirt. <laughs> Shouts to Rick. This is, I guess this <laughs> is the Musketeer the Report right episode. There. I guess this is the Musketeer Report episode. I actually still wear it quite a bit. My dad got a trivia question right at the live podcast. We got a shirt. Oh, oh hell yeah. yeah. Let's go. Not to brag. Yeah. Not shouts, to brag. Shouts, shouts to Papa Cat. Um, yeah, good times. But yeah, I don't, I'm not that like crazy about going to a super nice steakhouse. It's nice. I've, d- I've done it a couple times. It's awesome, but it's also expensive as fuck. Right. All right. What do we got next? Good question. Right. So next we have um, from Mark Fages. Um, if the season started today, who would the um, Xavier starting five be? I think Colby Jones is starting. Like, so I, I think that's it's really the only question mark. Yeah, um, the only one's a three. I, I think it's Kiki, Scruggs. I think it's Colby. And if I had to guess right now, it's, it's I think it's either gonna be Colby or Nate. But I think it's Colby and then Carter and Fremantle. And uh, so I think I think the starting five is pretty obvious. I mean, obviously you have those. Four. We know the four. Yeah, we know yeah. the four. Um. So yeah, Kiki, Paul, I, and um Carter. Fremantle. Fremantle. Those are the four. Yep. Point blank, hands down. I originally had um, Nate Johnson 
in the starting five. Um, yeah. just, I mean, he has that leadership and um, – He's played D1 before. Yeah, so, and, and he has the experience level. But the more I hear about Colby and, I mean, and my source, I will like to openly say my source with this one <laughs> was the Musketeer Report Nuggets. I am not stealing. I am not taking credit for this. This my was only source, the ever. Nuggets. <laughs> Colby Jones is just keep, he just keeps impressing. So, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I think if I said that, I see it in my himself. own eyes. Yeah. But it just sounds like Colby's the guy. Like they just they just keep raving about him. Like sounds like, like he's been too good to keep off the floor. But we, I'd be lying to you said if I know that firsthand. I'm like I'm like the one seeing the film, being like, oh yeah, it's Colby. I don't have any in, in, insider info firsthand here, but it just it, it reading the tea leaves. Or outside of Andy's Nuggets, outside of me, <laughs> stay away from Andy's Nuggets, boys. <laughs> that's the, that's no man's land. All right, next question. Thank you, Mark. And so I, I think Col- Colby's the guy, like in my in my opinion. Um, All of your questions are welcome around here. <laughs> but right, it would is, not shock me if Duan Odom creeps in that starting lineup at some point. It would, would not shock, shock me, me at at this point because it would surprise um, me, but it wouldn't shock me. So the reason I would I would be a little surprised is because we need a wing right now. That's the thing. Like we have, I, think, I can think Paul can play the three. He can, but then we have. Um, we have Kiki and Duan. I mean, yeah, I know, like Rick just said, we might have to have some have some lineups where we sacrifice um, some defense for offense. Um, and I don't think – I also think Duan's a plus defender. And he's a good defender, but having him and Kiki out there at the same time, we're just um, sacrificing a little bit of size. I hear you. I just think that Duan plays pretty big. Like, I don't – like, I know Duan's only like 6'1", 6'2", but to me he plays like he's 6'4". Like, because he's just such a freak athletically. And he's strong, and he's tough, and he's got long arms, and he's really fucking bouncy. Like he'll swat the shit out of Colby, who's six six, easily. Okay, and if if, that, if that's the case, we haven't, we haven't um we've seen him, but but one. Um, he, wow, he I think he's gonna be a today. really good defender. It's all good. And while Kiki's bouncy, Kiki doesn't play big like that, to me. But that's just the way I see it, you know. So who knows? I mean, and there's just still a lot to be seen. But it just wouldn't surprise me because Duan Odom's that good. I mean, he's I, he and I think every he's bit only, of ready to, for ready for the college game. And I think he's the only natural point guard we have. I'm not saying Kiki can't play point guard. I just think that Duan's a oh. natural point guard and natural distributor. Next year, and Kiki I, is looking forward to next year because he can play the combo play guard, he can play the two guard when Duan plays point. I'm guard. just saying. I'm just saying it wouldn't shock. Me. Would not shock. Me. All right, so this one from our guy Coop. Heard of him? All right, is this about the tomato? No, it is not. <laughs> Andy, pick who would you want to play Cap in a movie, and Cap, pick who you <laughs> would want to play Andy in a movie. That's a fantastic question. <laughs> uh, who would I want to play God, Captain so Xavier in a movie? It's so fucking good, dude. Oh God, I yeah, think about this one. You know what? I might go with Ryan Reynolds. I would take that. I don't think I would give you like Leonardo DiCaprio. That, that that's legendary. You think that highly of me? Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, but obviously he'd be playing. You know, he'd be like, it'd be kind of like when uh, <laughs> when Ben Stiller's character plays Simple Jack in uh, in Tropic Thunder. It'd be like his like version of Simple Jack, but you still get but you still get DiCaprio. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you know, yeah, I, I'll I take still, it. I will take it. I still call that a win, you know? Yeah, like, I don't, your name's attached to Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, that is, right. that's a win. 
it'll say Andy Andy Piccarillo, Leonardo DiCaprio in the credits. So that, that that's all I need in life. Like I can die at that point. No question. <laughs> just give him just you know just give him the you know the one third mohawk and you know we'll go from there. <laughs> uh, he can, he can pull that off. He's one, of the, he's, he's one of the few guys that can pull off my hairstyle. Easily. He can play any role. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He'll just have to go over what's eating Gilbert Grape and then go from there. <laughs> <laughs> just, dude, I, I hope you know. I'm just kidding. I love you. <laughs> Brian Reynolds is good. Brian Reynolds is good. Hey, I, I, I'm very proud I, of that decision. I'll take that. He's funny, dude. dude he, that he's hysterical. Awesome. I love that, dude. He's fucking great. Love the, love the fourth wall shit. What do we got next? All right, this is from a bot. Um, Actually, uh, Julie and twenty-nine. Oh, that is a bot. Yeah, it's a, just some random fucking bot. So I don't know if we'll acknowledge this question, Might but it well. just says, "What time are you going to be done recording?" <laughs> We're almost done. <laughs> you got to your question. We're almost done. All right, that's when we're going to be done. Next. So, no, that, that's, I, I guess my exact time would be June 25th, 2023 at 6.48 p.m. That's when we're going to be done, Julie. I tend to you agree. Have to, you have to sit there and wait. I tend to agree. She Almost done. listening to us, dude. Dude, it's, just, it's easily the worst part of her day. Like when, she, when, it's a, when it's a Tuesday and she gets home from school, she's like, God damn it. You're doing the podcast tonight, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she hates it. We appreciate you, Julie, but you're not yeah. listening to this, so Un- underground goat. Yeah, she'll never hear that, but we do appreciate her. It, it can't, it's on record. Yep. <laughs> All right, this one is from the old God, man. People had questions for us. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Jesus. Um, old Xavier Twitter's um, favorite um, thing: free throw. It's from free throw. We're, um, we're answering this. Yeah, it's actually a good question. Okay. Um, who's the worst team in the Big East next year, and why is it Butler? Oh, okay. He actually didn't didn't shit that question down the toilet. Uh, I mean, it's Georgetown, but I'm down to say it's Butler because Butler sucks. See, I'm going to go off the fact that um, fan bases represent their um, school, and they, they do impact how good the team is, and we are a part of the team, so we can say we. And yep. I think Butler's going to be the worst solely because of Ovid Butler. Like, yeah. he's going to bring that entire program down, and they are going to finish in the bottom barrel of the Big East. So, I like, that'd be awesome. I, I really just hope that that program spirals out of control. I don't think it's far off base. Jordan's just not getting much talent in that program, like, at all. Honestly, dude, like, they, they are not getting the talent that other Big East teams are. Like you would think a team that talks about a Final Four so much would be pulling in recruits left and right and like be a destination, but they're not. They don't have Brad Stevens anymore. Shocked they can't get dudes to play in that barn. Shocked. I mean, with that top-notch facility that um, it's basically an open do- open dome. <laughs> they get a rain delay is inside their inside their basketball arena. I know. I know. Wow. <laughs> All right, so this one's from Butterfield. Um, it goes. I like this guy. I, do, I, I, just, I, dude, just, I like him a lot. I just found this guy. He's got like 800-something followers. He's probably been around for a little bit, but I just found oh, him. Oh, I, I saw, I saw, I'm thinking about the other. Um, he's funny. I like him a lot. I he's really funny. like him. 
Turn his notifications on. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. How much do you hate that Ovid Butler guy and why? Oh, man. He's just the worst. It, uh, he just fights with everything. and I mean, he, he, He's just one of those dudes that makes everything suck. Like, there's those people that just, like, when people say, like, hey, like, wear your mask, and they just, like, fight it. It's like, who are you helping, dude? Yeah, right. And, just, like, uh, just making every situation worse. It's like, God, just insufferable people. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe they get joy out of it. I don't know. Just, uh, I feel like they get um, joy out of talking down on people and, like, that makes them feel better. Like, they're so insecure about – and he's exactly like one of those guys. Shitty. Like, he, like he, feels, he feels shitty about himself, so he has to make other people feel shitty. Like, he's, he's just a bully, man. He's just an ass. Yeah, he's just an ass. Yeah, he's just a dick. Straight up just asshole. Yeah. And there's a difference between, like, joking and being, like, a dick and being, like, a dick in a funny way, like the Windy Sweater account. And then, like, being Ovid Butler or fucking yeah. He just throw. tries to make everybody miserable. I feel yeah, it. I know. It just sucks. Yeah. He just – he just <laughs> – to quote Michael Scott talking about Donald Trump, he just makes everyone sad and he fires people. <laughs> <laughs> That's no way to run an office. We don't fire people. We hire people. <laughs> I'd say you're hired. You work here as long as you want. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, the final one is Hell from yeah. Patrick Capel. Flux, flux, flux. <laughs> flux. Oh, no. What is your normal order from Skyline, and where do you prefer to eat it? Good question. Do you want to go here, Andy? I am ready to talk about some Cholitos. He's going to judge me, dude. I'll, I don't give a fuck. Um, so I get nice. a Cholito. A Cholito with chili, cheese, spaghetti, and onion. Miss me with that sour cream. And then I also get a regular three-way. No, I get a regular four-way because yes. I got to add the onion. So Amen. that is my go-to order. And I got to get a large Mountain Dew. Um, yeah, I think so, that is the most so elite order possible. I mean, it goes so good with Skyline in general. It really does. Like, that's the Mac. best time to have Mountain Dew. No question. So I'm not going to lie to you, dude. Recently, making three-ways at home has been so good. I don't know why. I've gotten just like the perfect ratio, like making it myself. It's been awesome. And I melt the cheese. All right, yeah, the girlfriend makes it. She had to make that designation. And then like I've melt the cheese and shit, dude. I don't know why. It's been so fucking good. But I'm not saying I prefer it over regular Skyline, but it's been really fucking good. I'm really anyway. glad Julie just made her roll blob debut. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> thank God. So I always get a three-way, almost always. Like, that's, like, the staple. I get a four-way. I guess Skyline Insiders hate when someone says, like, three-way with onions. I guess they fucking get pissed off about that. I mean, yeah, 100%. But, like, I'm used to calling them three-ways, and then, like, oh, shit, I want the onions. So, fuck. But, yeah, four-way with onions is definitely the go-to. I like putting some hot sauce on it. Or extreme cheese. Extreme cheese. Extreme cheese. (laughs) Either extreme cheese or a little bit of Skyline hot sauce. I fuck with Skyline hot sauce heavy. And then you obviously got to use your crackers and make second three-way after. Like, that's why – and sometimes I'll get it, like, extra chili and then just, you know, put the crackers inside and then you have, like, a second three-way. And then I normally do, like, a, either a Coney or a uh, or a Cholito, but normally not both. And I'll normally do, like, every third trip is a Cholito. The other two are Coney's. Oh, so you're most of the time you're a wiener guy? Yeah. I've just had Coney's forever. Like, I don't love them, like, three-ways. I think on paper, I like Cholitos better, but 
I don't know why. Something about just getting a Coney feels right. I don't know. But also, if I got a Coney and a Toledo and a 3 it'd be too much. So right. it's tough, you know? Unless I'm, like, starving. It's, like, post-workout or something. But I, I, I'm going to say my go-to is normally four-way with onions and then a cheese Coney with onions as well. Sometimes. Right, I, I can respect it, you know? Yep. I, as, long as, the, as long as the four-way is in there because uh, – Oh, yeah, at least if you have a four-way or a Toledo in there, I think it's an elite order. Do you use hot sauce? A little bit. I, I yeah. don't. I, I mainly use hot sauce for the crackers because you know. Oh that's yeah, to do so it. good, so uh, good with the crackers too. So good. With the so I always get hot sauce, but but then I put you it always there, you always got to finish off with the York patty too. You do, you do. Yeah. And I, I'm more of an Andy's mint guy because you know I'm the goat. But <laughs> right. uh, how many of your fuckers have your own mint? Let me hear Fair it. <laughs> All I have is a killer named after me. <laughs> Sucks. So I guess the only people that have a, that can have that have competition are the York family. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, I love a York patty after a freaking Skyline, dude. It's the best. But he also said where I don't really have a Skyline of choice. Like they're they're all good. I think it's where you uh, prefer to eat it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I guess um, that might be a, an actual location. Yeah. Um, so I, guess I, I like I like my local skyline, but everyone I'll, has I'll eat all skylines. Uh, but I'd say my favorite location is Crescent Springs, Kentucky. Uh, it's the one I just grew up on. Um, so it's nostalgic for me. I'm gonna take the Florida one because if I can have a skyline and if I can have a three way and go to the beach on the same day, that's a good day. Honestly, <laughs> that, that, I respect it. So if I get to pick a skyline location, I'm picking <laughs> going, the Florida one. I'm going to the one I Florida mean, one and going to the fl- fucking beach. If Flux is just a genie in a bottle, give me the Florida one. <laughs> if we're being real, then I don't know, the one down the street. <laughs> <laughs> the closest one? Yeah, but, but if I just get to dream here, I'm taking Florida. <laughs> taking my three-way to the beach. I can't, I can't argue that. Not at all. Hard to argue that. It's hard to argue that. I think that's a podcast. Put a cork in it. <laughs> Put a York in it. Put W. But that's all we're putting in anything. Yes, no, we like that is the only thing you're allowed to put anything except a condom, according to Q. November is still young, my friends. We've got a long we're way to go. Started. And we are gonna get Thanksgiving Xavier basketball and we have to hold the nut in for that. Right, it's gonna be hard, man. I fucking know, dude. Yeah, it's gonna be tough sledding, but I got Betty, I got fucking Chloe Kardashian pictures on oh, deck. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be tough sledding, dude. Shut up to Rick. <laughs> Shut <up to> <laughs> God damn it. Did you ever respond to that? <laughs> I really, really doubt it. He is tweeting about <laughs> Ohio football. <laughs> He's all about the matching. He knows he, he knows about the matching craze. Oh, Andy, I'll remember that the next time he has a good game that I'm covering, which will be never. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he said, wow. Tell Andy I'll remember that the next time he has a good game that I'm covering. <laughs> So can confirm it's Rick approved. Andy had a good game. Andy just he didn't deny he's a time slut. So <laughs> did you know Rick was at the game before it started? I did not. No. Oh, okay. So you didn't just shut off the door. <laughs> no, no. I see. We're not. We were Villa Madonna Academy. We were not used to having media there. Yeah. Or really people there. That's what I was saying. Like I get. I bet like an extra two or three people is like a noticeable difference. <laughs> Not not gonna lie, that was the most packed game I've ever been a part of. That's that cool, game, man. Like there, were, it was standing room only. 
That's that's it was, sick. It was pretty awesome. So not not gonna lie. It was that's a great memory of mine. They stormed the court. That's a good time. So beat the number one team in the conference. Back when storming the court one. wasn't like spreading a virus. Frowned upon. Different times. Different times. Simply <laughs> not a single mask. Yeah, I know. That twenty twenty sucks, dude. Not a good time. Right, now we're gonna start getting de- into depression. Should we just wrap yeah, it up? Yeah. Fifty out of twelve would not recommend. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. But I hope the podcast was I hope the podcast helped. Hope uh hope you hope your week finds you well. I'm glad the election's over. And uh hope this hope this was good for you. Uh, I bet that it wasn't, but I hope it was. Make sure you uh, check out the winter forecast. Check out the female brain uh, tomorrow morning. Shout and to Bro Ring. Listen to the Dane and Victory podcast. It's five million times better than this. You actually get real info, real knowledge. Um, not just <laughs> real tweets. nuggets from people that actually have nuggets, like actually have sources. <laughs> well, Rick may run out of sources. I don't know. Up for debate. <laughs> did someone ask him? Did someone like question his sources? Like, he yeah, wasn't a like source? what a fucking idiot. <laughs> I actually don't think that you have sources. Oh, okay, <laughs> fucking guy. Like, we've, I've literally seen on video him talk to, like, Xavier coaches. Like, right. what do we do? Uh, some people are just fucking morons. Message boards are so funny, dude. Like, dude, how fun would it be to just smoke out 300 nerds that take up a message board? Like, if you could just, like, instantaneously put them all in a room. And just fucking flame them. I mean, if I had 300 people that listened to me and cared about what I had to say, then Good I would God. love it. It's, dude, it just must be the weirdest group of people. Like, man. <laughs> like, I'm included in that group, obviously. It's, I mean, it's incredible entertainment. But I like to think that I'm one of the, and this is saying something, Logical. that I'm like in the top 20% least weird people on that site. I, I sure and that's so. And that's saying something. Because I'm fucking weird. (laughs) All right, dude. All right, let's get out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here. This is when it gets bad.